Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hey friends, this is Jack Martin. I serve as the virtual CMO for InsureMark and I wanna welcome you to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast today. This is where uh, elite advisors are coming to learn how to take their practice to the next level and in 24, everybody wants to level up. Today, we're super excited to have uh, Stephanie Bogan who is the coach's coach uh, when it comes to financial advisors in the United States today. Couldn't be happier to have you. Stephanie, welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Jack, thank you so much for having me. I was not for a second sure if you were going to be able to hear me because my microphone light went off. So uh, happy to be here. Even happier that you are going to get to hear, that we're going to get to hear this conversation. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, so this should be right into your wheelhouse. In the last 12 months, if you've read anything in our space about what's going on with our business, it, it, it seems like everyone's talking about organic growth. You know, so the data came out early last year, organic growth for wealth management firms, investment advisors, et cetera, plummeted from nine to three. That's really a longer term trend. Everyone's clutching their pearls about, oh my God, what's changed? You know, is the model broken? What's happening? And I think realistically what's happened is, you know, it just exposed a lot of the cracks that were already there in the system. So what are you thinking? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Uh, one, I think you're really right on point with, you know, there's something post COVID, I think, you know, I've talked a lot with you and Intermark around just really the the kind of the accelerating or the accelerant effect effect that it had on the demand for advice, right? Consumer demand on the rise, uh, right? All the practice management issues that firms face as they attempt to scale growth to meet that demand. Uh, you've got, right? principals or founders driving a lot of the business and they're wanting to shift that to the firm or next generation, right? Not necessarily to be out, but right, to just have a little bit more time and freedom without having to compromise growth, but having growth without compromising time and freedom. There's a lot really, there's just a lot really shifting in the marketplace, right? In terms of this real, like we're really leaning into the digital age. So I think to your point around organic growth, you know, we read the same research. We are obviously dealing that with a lot of our clients and firms. I don't think that it's that 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 there's not clients, obviously. There's there's more than enough of those. What I think is we're moving to what I'll call a more diversified growth model versus a more concentrated growth model. Let's be honest, in the past, the growth was client referrals really not even a constant, you know, an organized campaign for most firms that show up, do good work. And over time you will grow that 10, right? The rate varies, but that's the general growth model. So we've got referrals and we've got centers of influence, which have been the other, right? Over the years, the research is where clients, potential clients go for guidance and advice. What you have post COVID, and it was all, all those trends and towards digital or more modern marketing were already starting, but COVID was really the accelerant. Now digital marketing if you look at it, it still is a percentage of growth market share, right? Webinars, podcasts, you know, the more digital strategies, blogs, you know, email campaigns, et cetera, are among the most efficient and effective campaigns. There's just only so many advisors that are doing them. But if you think about that drop from nine to eight to seven to six to now 3% organic growth, it's not that there are fewer consumers, it's that they're finding advisors in more diversified ways. Instead of calling the CPA or asking their neighbor, Bob, 
they're on a podcast, they're on a blog, they follow someone's email list, they're getting invited to a webinar, they're online finding people through Google. The number one search term around financial planning through Google is find a financial planner near me. So I think the, 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 the rise for advice and planning is on the rise. I think where a lot of advisors are relying on the traditional models for advice and they're not seeing the kind of growth that they used to. If you look at high growth firms in those others in those same studies, what you're going to notice is they're growing exponentially. They're not growing 9%, they're growing 20, 30, 40. We have many advisors that are growing, you know, an average of 40 to 50% because they've built out what we call the growth engine. So they've got what I will define as a steady pipeline. Like I don't see growth as it's sales or it's marketing or it's my SEO or my website or my digital strategy. It's all of those things. And those components, no different than a car, form the growth engine. And to me, I think the holy grail of marketing for, for many of us is I want a steady pipeline of those high quality ideal clients with a 70% or better conversion rate that meets my growth goals. I want to know that if I put in the inputs right? I do my calls or my CEO meetings, or I record my podcast, or I write my blog, whatever it is. If I do my inputs, I've built a predictable growth engine that will turn out a defined and predictable output. And that is the holy grail, right? We've got clients where they just know if I show up and I do these things, now that I've designed the engine, we call it laying the tracks, which we can talk about, honed my machine. And on the other side of that, very awesome, but right, you have to invest in that. It doesn't fall out of the sky into your lap. That's where you get that holy grail growth engine. And so we're really just seeing uh, what I call a snow globe strategy. The way that firms grew was very stable and understood, whether firms availed themselves of it or not. Now the way firms grow is much more diversified in terms of the options available. Sometimes it requires a little bit more expertise or that you bring in people with expertise, right? Going to a lunch meeting is very different than starting a podcast. So I think there's more opportunity to drive growth than ever, but I think firms that are taking a traditional, you know, approach and just kind of doing the same old thing have absolutely dramatically seen their growth rates decline. Yeah, I think so. Some of it is a survivability effect. All right. So if you've been before, if you had been in the business for a while, then you te seem to attract business. And yep. so, you know, if you were a, a pillar in the community, people tended to know that. And so that was good. I think people are a lot smarter. Consumers are a lot smarter and they are a lot more able to, to get answers to questions and a, an advisor who who's offering, you know, information that you can Google, you know, it isn't really moving the needle. You know, I think that there, there there's a lot in what you said and, and, and the largest part of it is mindset. You know, I, I think that advisors have traditionally focused on the last mile. You know, if I get people into my office and I have a discovery meeting with them, how many of those are going to become my clients? Well, that's the last mile. I mean, there's this whole thing, as you were saying, on the front end of this. And are the right people coming through your your growth framework? And and are you, do you have a value proposition that connects with them so that you get those conversion rates? And even talking about those conversion rates, you know, is like speaking Greek to a lot of advisors these days. I mean, what's conversion rate? You know, and and what I've got a you know sixty percent 
you know, closing rate, you know, what are you, what are you yeah. talking about? Okay. So, you know, I, I just think that there's, there, there's a, a different mindset that, that you got to have. Like you say, you've got to think about growth engine, you know, you can't think about leads and closing rates and figure that, that that's going to get you get the job done. So, um, and, and I think that there's also, you know, we're, we, we talk a lot about this, but I'm not sure that advisors are really changing their behavior. So I, I was on a podcast over the holidays and it was with Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett. Let me see what it said. So learning is not memorizing information. Learning is changing your behavior. And you know this really well. There's no point for you and I to spend all this time reading and listening to podcasts if it doesn't change what we do. And if it doesn't change what we do, we didn't actually learn it. And I think there are an awful lot of advisors who are paying a lot of money to consultants to get answers to questions that they don't act on. They go back to the yeah. office and it's the same old, same old. Are, are you saying anything like that? Well, you're going to, you're going to, this might make you giggle a bit. It, it does me. Uh, I was having one of my coaching calls with Michael Kitsis this past Monday. We've been working together four or five years now. And right, we always do a little bit of, you know, just, you know, industry leader banter and what's going on and all of that. And I don't recall how we got onto it. We got onto this conversation about kind of right 10x growth strategies and where we were going and right just the you know I've talked a lot about Michael's growth curve right 10 like 15x at this point over five years right like you're you're not just on a straight line like it's like stop start break things stop start break things we call it breaking things on purpose right creative destruction so we were having a conversation about the next phase of his growth and we we both really stopped and got a chuckle out of we landed on the conversation with. And I say this with all love and respect to you all. We were like, financial advisors kind of have it e easier in that if you want to go from, you know, 100,000 to a million or a million to a billion or a billion to 10 billion or 10 billion to 100 billion or 100 billion to a trillion, in this space, the independent space, that is now possible. There's a blueprint for success all the way up. There's studies, there's research. I can tell almost any firm what they're experiencing based on, right? What I've known is those inflection points, right? At 100 million, at 300 million, right? And there's data to support that, but you do this long enough, you know where they come and what those pain points are going to be. And so we, we were getting a, a just sort of a good chuckle out of the fact that in spite of the fact that everything I tell people I've probably written about, done a podcast about, spoken about, Google's got a hundred references to it for me and other people. Like everything you will need to succeed is readily available. And yet the vast majority of advisors don't begin to tap into their potential or to your point, even really try to make an effort. And then some do, and then they get really frustrated and they get in the stuck cycle. Michael and I were joking, like, we have to go out into other industries and read the books and what's going on and then come back and apply it to our business. There's no, you know, model. And so it really is the, the this is really always a mindset conversation, which is the odds of change based on just our hardwired primitive brains. The odds of change are hardwired stacked against humans nine to one. 100%. Nine to one. We are 95% likely to do today what we did yesterday, which means the world can be changing around me. People can be talking about podcasts and webinars and SEO. And I'm like, but I'm comfortable and it's pretty good and things aren't bad. And it's true. I am not going to tell that person that they need to change. It's really about where are you relative to where it's going. If you're 65 or 70 and you're going to do this for another five to seven years and your clients are right there with you, you'll probably be okay. If you're anyone else, 
it is imperative that we start to pay attention to driving growth in a more intentional, disciplined way. This very producer-driven marketing. If you look at what's happening in the space overall, with you know the aging, right? The the aging of advisor, right? Changing of demographics, the increased valuations and premiums on practice. At the same time, this demographics are at the point where we've gone from building value to wanting to realize that value. Passing on to internal succession and second gen is much harder than people envisioned because you have to find the people, you have to keep the people. They like you have to be a unicorn that can do everything, or you have to find a firm structure with partners. Where people, so you're seeing a lot of that consolidation. And those firms have scale and resources. So you can absolutely be a lifestyle or a smaller firm and do really, really well. There's ample opportunity. But the uh, one of my clients said, Stephanie, I have succeeded in spite of myself. <laughs> that, which I thought was great, that part will get harder. So we talk a lot about on the practice management side, we're not seeing right fee inflation, we're seeing service inflation, right? Right. We're not seeing fee compression, we're seeing service inflation where firms have to do more and consumers want more and we can't really charge more for it. And so, you know, we really do need to drive those growth engines and the average advisor, again, with all the love in my heart, doesn't have any clue what I'm talking about really when I say growth engine or growth framework. They think, oh, go talk to some clients to get referrals, talk to some COIs. I heard some guy talking about a podcast that seemed cool. And it's not a judgment about right old marketing versus modern marketing. They're the same exact things. They're just different iterations, right? We used to send out white papers. Now we have downloads on the website, right? right? Used to do seminars. Some people still do them. Now we have webinars, right? Used to do postcards and flyers. Now we have YouTube and social media. It's just a different format. The core principle of a growth engine is you have to identify the client you want to attract. You need the right message for the right client, not any client. So differentiation is becoming a huge lever of growth for those high growth firms. And you have to be able to deliver that message at the right time and place. Yeah, I think and that, that to, to, to your point, the client, the consumer is leading us, dragging us to the yeah. right answer. Okay. When, when it, so we surveyed um, a couple thousand advisors about this time last year, and their biggest concern rolling into 23 was how am I going to meet these new client expectations? Okay. Yeah. Well, the flip side of that is how do I turn all these new client expectations into a new stream of business for me? All right. And that that's been the disconnect for these for advisors to think instead, no, I'm selling a product as opposed to providing a solution. So if, if consumers are demanding tax planning, if they're de demanding longevity planning, if they're de demanding healthcare legacy, all of these types of planning things that they have pain points about, it's not that that we just need to expand the expense side of the ledger and figure out how to satisfy these needs, but rather how do we tap into this vein? How do we how do we convert that interest into client relationships? And so, you know, the, the consumer is leading the way. If you follow the consumer, you're you're going to be tapped into a into a very rich vein. And to your point about consolidation, I really think that the aggregators are enablers. Because if you if you look at what they're doing, they're pulling together these confederations of firms. So now it becomes an echo chamber. All right. So how are you marketing? Well, I'm doing it this way. I'm doing it that way. And so, all right, well, we're going to have, you know, a council. We're going to have best practices yeah. for the average ways that people are not marketing well today. You know, so they're really... They're, they're enabling the problem. They aren't providing the solution, in my view. I, I mean, you, you may have a different 
perspective on that, but no, I don't, you know, I really look at it through the lens of I, you know, if you look at all things, consumer preferences ultimately drive change and evolution. Otherwise there's, there's no money in it for anyone. You know, I think it was Cap Gemini that did the the annual world wealth report. Uh, and it's really correlated by a lot of, right. We read all the studies, of course, the research and what, sh- what consumers want is really changing. They want a differentiated offering, right? That's what really gets their attention. They want it to be hyper-specialized. It is the me generation of marketing. Call that the post-COVID, right, cold, which is everybody wants it to be me and special and my experience, and right? So we've just sort of moved into that. And they want services. They want a more holistic range of services. So when they ask, you know, folks, what were those value added services beyond like your core investments and insurance? Number one value added service they wanted was financial planning, right? They didn't say they wanted it for free. They said that they wanted it. Um, To your point, uh, advice and guidance and solutions on non-traditional, right, investments planning. They wanted it on longevity, healthcare. Interestingly, across every market segment, consumers want non-financial advice from their advisors, relationships, spirituality, relationship, right? As they develop assets and wealth and then face, right, retirement and what's on the other side, right? That is the intersection of, right, all of your life and questions. They want it to be holistic. They want it to be integrated, right? We're seeing for like a shift to pulling tax services, for example, back into firms uh, and they want it to be multi-channel. They want, yeah. right, they want to go get it online. They want, you know, they want to hear you on, you know, YouTube or podcast or something. Like, it's really about being, you know, much more intentional and differentiated in this digital age because there's more ways than ever, to, to your point, there's more information available to consumers. AI is only going to increase that, right? The ability to go on to AI and be like, do I need this annuity or that annuity or this plan? And the way that I look at that is I think that comes with a huge opportunity. I can't find in in the historical records a time when more information became available to consumers and they suddenly sprang up a wild ability to use it. It's not, we're hardwired and I don't want to get changed, right? Like we, you know, there are tech programs that I'm like, oh, I need to download that. And I still haven't gotten around to it because my brain knows I'm going to have to stop. I have to try something new and I just don't have time for that right now. So the, the, what the companies that have done incredibly well during periods of massive information being made available have sat in this space of digesting and distributing that information. Think about Kitsis.com, right? All he does is say, here's everything you could need and here it is in one place. And so what I do, what advisors do is the same thing. It's just the special, it's the services side of that, not the SaaS or the product side of it, which is we take information and experience, that's the really valuable part, and we apply that to a personal situation, right? We help digest and disseminate and right figure out what to do with it. And then we send them off to distribution for whatever solutions we need. I think so, there's more opportunity available. I think advisors are really stuck in the past. And I say this with all love, kind of rubbing, most advisors are rubbing sticks together in a cave when it comes to their mindset and their methods around marketing and driving growth. And there is a... There's never been a better time to be an advisor. This is literally the age. We'll look back at this and we'll call this the gold rush of growth. 
hundred percent. And, and there are a handful of advisors that you're seeing these high growth firms do, you know, people call me all the time, like, how do you get those results, Stephanie? I'm like, we just do what works. We don't get hung up on the way it's supposed to be or the way it used to be. We just have a model for what works and we execute on the model. You just have to be ready to create that kind of change, in particular when it comes to scaling growth on the practice side or driving growth on the revenue side. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, you, you know, our team is really focused on marketing. And and so, you know, in traditionally in marketing, you think about segments. What segment, you know, am I going to contact? Am I communicating with, right? I believe today we're on the verge of a segment of one. Uh, the consumer expects a very yep. personalized experience. They expect you to hear them. They expect yep. you to respond to them. They don't expect a one size fits all. I don't know who's doing that crazy commercial on TV right now, you know, about, oh. yeah, our solution fits everybody. But that is, again, to borrow your phrase, with all due love, that is where yeah. most advisors are today. You know, here's yeah. my service offering. Here's the way we approach it. Here's the experience we're going to give you. And oh, by the way, you know, it fits all these other people we've talked to, but that's not what the consumers want. And it, again, you know, COVID, Amazon, yeah. DoorDash, all of that changed the game. And and it's it's not just changed the game in the way you serve up content, but it's changed the game in the way you, you serve oh, your clients. You. Bless you. So, you know, a segment of one. And, you know, to your point about reading the books and other businesses and bringing that to play here, I, I I almost fell out of my chair like four months ago. I was talking on a tech call with a group and they said, yeah, you know, we've, we're have we starting to do this thing called sales enablement, you know, and here's these fintech companies that we think are sales enablement. I'm going, A, they're not sales enablement. B, where, where did you get that phrase? Because I, I we, we borrowed that a couple of years ago from a SaaS distributor that yeah. we worked with, brought that on board, and it's working fabulously. The whole concept of sales enablement and BDRs and all of that. And advisors need to embrace that as well. Yeah. Well, it's I love this concept of the the segment of one. The way that we that, that I always talk about that is what consumers really want with that differentiation, especially right. You're not competing against the advisor next door. You are more to an extent now. You're competing with right people doing it on their own, but the experience you're competing with is Amazon, DoorDash, Uber, because it used to be high volume, low service, or right low volume, high service. And now the that's all getting like literally the, the the box is gone and everything's mished together and you have right I can get exactly what I want on Etsy or Amazon I can get it fast I can good I can get it reasonably cheap I can get it hyper tailored to me they give me every like they make it so easy and accessible and what what advisors ultimately need to communicate in their marketing however they go about doing it is to your point understanding who the client in the segment is. You must, this differentiation is about one simple concept. You need to be able to communicate in a clear, concise, and compelling way, whether it's a story conversation, a website, a blog, you need to be able to convey, I see you, I hear you, I understand you. Amen. And if you can convey that, and they like you, right, just personality-wise, the brain will naturally fill in and you are a trusted person who can help me solve that problem, right? So now, I can help you. So now we go full circle because yeah. we started this conversation about mindset and yeah. that's a mindset that advisors have to change 
to think about the fact that it's no longer about, let me look at your tax return and your shoebox full of receipts and figure out the financial solution, but rather it's uncovering them. It's hearing them. It's understanding their concerns. It's making sure they have a chance to express their concerns with you. So, you know, that that's a mindset change. It's a little scary for a lot of the old white guys that are in the financial planning (laughs) business, you know, like me, a little scary to start talking about this squishy stuff, but you know. Well, we call it the, the white knuckle moments, right? Where you're like, oh, I really have to let go of something that's so comfortable. Yes. And really, it's just because, right, you have to get to a point where you're like, how's that working for you? Yeah, right? exactly. exactly. Um, and, and I think the segment of one concept is so powerful because with technology, as we've talked a lot about, right, with InsureMark and our partnership and the work we've done with advisors is you absolutely have the ability to build what I call a bionic business. You can now deliver a not just a specialized, a hyper-specialized service and experience, not just to a segment or a tranche of clients, but to sub-tranches, micro-segments within that in a hyper-efficient way. You absolutely have the ability in the average firm to deliver five or 10x the value. I'm not kidding. You heard me talk about it, right, obviously, last year, in half the time. Right. Which then frees up time. Well, A, you'll get a higher quantity and quality of referrals, right? We can build campaigns and systems and write predictable growth machines and engines around that. And then it frees up, you know, time and freedom for you, but also to grow, to go out and grow the firm. If you can't get clear about it, then it's not going to work. It's interesting that you mentioned just the the shift to, you know, kind of what we call being the trusted advisor versus a transactional advisor. I was on the phone with a fast growing firm in Ireland. We, we, we went global a couple of years. I moved to Costa Rica and we went global. It was really fun. Uh, and they're growing and they want to build out, uh, you know, a, a, a sales and training academy for their advisors around the advice model and more of this trusted advisor. And he said, we're growing so fast we can't keep up because we're across the pond there in Ireland. You know, they're a little bit behind. He said, we're just the only ones talking about, everyone else is just talking about money. All we talk about is what money means to people. What do you want to do? What's happening? He's like, we, he's like, there's no one else doing it here. It's a, they're just growing like mad. And that opportunity genuinely still exists in our country. Like we haven't begun to tap into it. So if you can get clear on your growth goals, get really defined about the client segment that you want to pursue the channels, we call it choosing your channels. You know, are you going to do COI and referral campaigns, you know, podcasts, YouTubes, writing, speaking, like lots of options there. And then how do you build a disciplined marketing system around that that's not dependent on you feeling like it or that can ultimately be translated into right growth independent of you? And then how do you lay those tracks? How do you look at your SEO? How do you update your website? How do you build your marketing funnel? What's your online sales experience? You know, what's your on your prospect, like all of what's your closing rate and your conversion, like all of those things then become the components that you go in. And that's we call that after you lay the tracks and you build, right, you design and build the plan and you implement it, whatever it is. Now you're going to go back to every component in that plan, Jack. And you're going to look at how the SEO is doing and how your website is doing and what the funnel is doing and what the conversion rates were on the download and is the lead gen list. And if you can do those things or honestly just outsource to smart people who can, there's loads of them out there. You can absolutely get growth in that 20, 30, 40% market without having to hire 15 advisors to go pound the pavement. Uh, So there's a lot of leverage available to drive growth if you have the mindset and the capacity to really lean into it. 
Hey, thank you very much. I mean, this has been a blistering pace. Um, and and I think I've taken more of your time than you budgeted for us. Uh, on behalf of InsureMark, thank you very much, not just for the podcast today, but for all of the great work you've done with them over the over the last year. Any any closing remarks before we check out? One, it's been a pleasure working. You guys really are progressive and you care and you're really investing in your advisors. And we've just seen such great things happen through the part coaching partnership. So we're really, you know, pleased and honored to continue to, to be a part of that. Um, you know, my favorite thing to talk about with marketing is everyone really gets, you know, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by it. All these things that you guys are saying, like, all I've ever done is call people and be a good advisor. And Stephanie and Jack are throwing out all the... One, I promise you, it's not nearly as complicated as it sounds, truly. Two, there's loads of people out there who can help you. And that's really, in many of your cases, the very best option. You don't have to become a marketing wizard. You just have to surround yourself with the people that are and know kind of the direction that you're going. But what I always love to end conversations around marketing around, because we get like, what about this? And what about that? And we want marketing to be sexy and it's got a sizzle or, or we get intimidated, like all, we get intimidated. It's all these stories that we have in our head that shrink us and stuck us and hold us back from really scaling growth in ways that align with the business and life that we want to create. So what I always leave people with is the secret to marketing, truly, Jack, it's on the back of your shampoo bottle. You really, if you turn that shampoo bottle around tomorrow or tonight when you're in the shower, it's going to say something along the lines of, irrespective of the brand and the price that you paid for it, it's going to say, apply a small concentrated dose, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat. And so we either don't do anything new or different and we get no new different results or we over-index that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and we get overwhelmed and, and then we end up not doing anything. It's can we just sit in this space? Can we sit in the discomfort of maybe not knowing and not having it all figured out and just accepting that's okay, that's part of growth. Growth is messy. If it were easy, everybody would do it. The leaders, the growers will sit in this space, like some of the great advisors that we've had the privilege of working with in InsureMark that are just crushing it. They just sit in that space of discomfort. They take a look at what the options are. They th they kind of thrust themselves in and in, in the midst of that uncertainty. And they're like, I've got to figure out what I need to, to know and do here. And then they apply a small concentrated dose and they take some action. They're willing to start without, we. in this business, we love to start when we know the middle and the end and exactly how it's going to turn out. It's the number one reason advisors don't try new things in marketing. If we can just be willing to sit in that space of discomfort, recognize we want to bring a little bit more intention and discipline to it, just a smidge. And then we can just start moving into what's my my next best step for creating that kind of sustainable growth engine and framework that Stephanie and Jack talked about. Who would I even need to talk to? Where would I even need to start? If we can just acknowledge and accept that that's all that's required to meet with success, as long as you're willing to take the next step and the next step. We've had advisors who were like doing $200,000 and just struggling, couldn't figure anything out, couldn't grow. And five years later, they're well over a million and they're growing 40 plus percent a year. Like not one, not two, many. And it's because they threw themselves in, they opened the shampoo bottle of marketing, they picked something, they, they got informed and then they picked something and they did it. And then they tweaked it and they refined it and they picked something else and maybe it didn't work, but they kept on going. So if you're willing to just create 
to you, figure out what your motivation and your catalyst for change is, there is never been a, a better time to be an advisor or to grow an advisory firm. Uh, but but the odds of change are the same as they were a thousand or a million years ago, right? It's that it's that five to ten percent of our space and our headspace that we have to take agency over in order to even have conversations like this and decide to take action on them. So that's the challenge today. How are you growing? Does that align with your goals? How's that working for you? And if it's giving you all the time, income, and freedom that you want, fantastic. And if your practice isn't, that's your invitation to really reflect on it. Take a look and ask yourself, do you want to? And if so, how can you drive growth to create new levels of success for yourself? That's a great way to end our conversation. Yeah, that's a terrific way. Hey, folks, thank you for joining us today on the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Feel free to comment, like, uh, subscribe. There'll be links to get to uh, Stephanie at the bottom of the page where you where you click on this. Uh, feel free to re reach out to an advisor development consultant at InsureMark um, to talk about how we execute on the plans that uh, Stephanie has laid out for us today and other ways to connect to, to grow your business and level up in 24. On behalf of InsureMark, thank you very much for joining us today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 